Hi, everybody. Brian Davis here. Longhorn Confidential time. Thursday, West Virginia week. Two, four, and six teams going to meet in Morgantown. Both are struggling. Both really want to get back on the right track. Let's talk a little football first before we get into everything else that's going on this week. Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian announced today that Jordan Whittington will return. I missed the last four games with a clavicle injury. Having him back is huge, I would think, uh, for this offense. Very versatile athlete. Having a really good season until they got dinged up there. Um, also, too, Casey Thompson will be the starting quarterback going into the uh, going into Morgantown. And as of right now, there is no plans to rotate with Hudson Card uh, like we saw uh, last week against Kansas. Also in the backfield, Keelan Robinson will be up, but Jonathan Brooks is down. Uh, Roshan Johnson will be the starting running back there. Again, no B. John Robinson after he's out the rest of the season with an elbow injury. But, fellas – Kirk said and Danny, we're here. Let's talk about uh, kind of the big news of the week is Crystal Connie's push to sort of calm the fan base down, right? This team has no talent, no talent. According to Crystal Connie's email to fans, are you, <laughs> I'll do this like PTI. Are you buying it? Yes or no? Go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely no. Not. <laughs> not buying it at all. It's just the latest excuse. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You never want the dreaded vote of confidence anytime. You definitely don't want it 10 games into the first season. So I think it's uh, kind of damning more than anything else. And uh, Sark said he appreciated it, of course. You know, administrative has always been supportive, and every coach says that right before they're fired. And he's not going to be fired. So let's get that out there right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was – totally unnecessary and I thought it was a little bit uh too much over the top for Del Conte to come to Sarkeesian's rescue when he's a big boy and he can handle it himself can't control this CDC you can't control it you can't control the message you can't control the fact that the fans are pissed off and they should be because this team hasn't gotten it done uh, you should beat Kansas 50 out of 50 times. Those guys are heroes in Lawrence today because the Texas Longhorns didn't get it done. And it had nothing to do with talent. It had everything to do with um, mental strength, fortitude, a lack thereof, and just a systematic choking of, of a program over five games. Call it what it is, and the fans are mad. The fans pay good money to see it. The fans spend their time watching. They are emotionally invested, and I don't blame them. And so to try and spin it, no. Nah, no reason to spin it. No reason to spin it. Call it what it is. It's a bad team that lost to a, a horrifically bad team. I haven't seen a vote of confidence that solid from CDC since – last year when he gave one to the guy he fired. So I don't really know um, what, what, what a CDC vote of confidence does, does for me. I also don't know why. No, that's so true. Wow. I, I'm not really sure why, you know, CDC and Kevin Eltai felt the need to return to the site, the side of the arson with the matches being like, Hey, actually this is on us. We were the ones who uh, caused all this stuff last year. It's uh, we bought the matches. We bought the gasoline, uh, but you know, just a reminder. I mean, I, I just don't know 
this season has sucked. If you're a Texas fan, it sucked. If you're a player, it sucked. If you're coaches, I don't know why they need votes of confidence. I don't think anyone actually thinks Steve Sarkeesian is getting fired. I just don't know why all this was necessary, except for the fact that this is Texas and apparently we can't do a single football season or God, we can't even go through a single press conference without some drama that isn't related to football becoming, becoming the story as we well know from that mess on Monday. Um, it is it, it's just it, it was unnecessary, but that's apparently it's what Texas is a bunch of unnecessary stuff. And, you know, we're going to go through this whole 20 minute video without talking about West Virginia or or the actual football game, because that's just what what happens with the, with this program. And I guess thanks CDC for the clicks and, you know, for for giving us something to talk about. But I don't know why it was necessary. Is that who they play Saturday? Is it West Virginia? Well, I'm going to, I'm oh, going to Morgantown. So I, I hope so. Oh yeah, yeah. I see it here. It is West Virginia. Yeah. What 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 a great take by Daniel Davis. I mean that, that is, a good that take. is epic. That's an epic take. Because um, what what it just contextualized is the dysfunction over there. It's dysfunctional. Hey, it is drama. Drama never but, takes a day off in Austin, Texas. But I, okay, let me ask this question though. How much of this drama has been brought on by Steve Sarkeesian himself? All of it. All of it. They lost. This fall. Well, we're not, not no, 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 no. I get that. I get that. I, I get that to losing. I get that from the losing standpoint. But no, no, know. no, no. That's all it is. I'm telling you, Brian. It, it, it's it's not one thing or another. It's the losses. Nothing else. Everything else happens because What's the your monkey point? crap happens What's your in point, losing Brian? seasons. The Bo no, Davis no. video happens. In losing because season, of losing, right? Yes. If so if they had held on to those leads and they're eight and two right now, do you think we'd be talking about votes of confidence and monkeys and Bo Davis? No, we'd be talking about uh, maybe going back to New Orleans. That's what we would be talking about instead of being home for the holidays or, good lord, going to Memphis in late December. I mean, it's the losses. That's it. Everything else actually, fell into place. I had actually positioned my mental state to be ready for the cheese it Bowl. Uh, now <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, any any bowl with any Marriott points attached to it is the is the, would be the way to go, right? Uh, I want to get into this one issue about talent. I want to get into Crystal Connie's uh, the main thrust of his email to fans about talent, because this is something that um, I know a lot of us have strong opinions on, um, and I know the fans do too. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, Christo Connie's uh, argument is that essentially half of the 2018 and 2019 recruiting classes are now gone. Uh, thus, Texas does not have the depth to close out games. They've got frontline players to build up leads against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State, but not enough depth to hold on to those leads and, and get all the way to the finish line. Here's an interesting stat for you, boys. Um, 28 of 53 signees are still on the roster from those two classes, 28 of 53. Of those 28, 20 of them were four- or five-star players. So – Either the recruiting rankings are completely bogus, which we know that historically they're pretty much correct. Either the recruiting rankings are bogus, 
or this team is just no good, has no talent, or it's a coaching issue, or it's a strength and conditioning issue for these guys who can't finish the job. Well, how do you expect them to compete with Kansas depth? I mean, Kansas, <laughs> Kansas is just flush with talent. I mean, they did win another conference road game for the first time since 08. And I don't know if that was 2008 or 1908. I just know it's been a minute, but it's friggin' ludicrous to say this team doesn't have talent. We've seen it ourselves. And uh, yeah, Bijan was a Heisman candidate till a minute ago. Xavier Worthy, already one of the top five receivers, probably in school history, clearly the best freshman uh, wide receiver they've ever had. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Come on. It's stupid. You know, Chris is full stupid. of it when he says they don't have talent. It's like they got enough talent. And either Sark has been lying to us since January when he said they had plenty of talent. So how do you spend that now when we've asked him over and over again? He said, oh, no, no, well, they got plenty of talent. Well, then it's a developmental issue. And, and, and one other thing. Danny asked a great question today about, you know, how do you play a complete game, four quarters? And he's Sark said, I was asking myself that. And, you know, actually our best game was game one, which it was. And that's terrible. They played a terrific complete game against a good Lafayette team that hasn't lost since and is nationally ranked, you know, and I'm sure Louisiana is flush with talent too. Uh, all Americans everywhere you look. So to say your best game was game one and we're 10 games into it, that's pretty big indictment on this coaching staff. You know what I heard? You know what I heard today? What? I heard Sarkeesian. <clears throat> not sure, so sure about how he's handled some things, like quarterback. And he says that Casey's going to play now. And barring anything else, it's going to be case, and then we'll see. That lets you know that he knows he messed up when when he stuck to that script so rigidly. He did. And brought in Hudson Card for a strip sack and a pick six that led to 14 quick points. He knows now that uh, he can't be that guy. He's going to have to coach to win games and not stick to some script. And so – what, what, I, what I've seen is a guy who's not nearly as confident as I thought he'd be from beginning to end. I see a Sarkeesian who's questioning himself. And how could he not? Uh, the way things have gone uh, here in the last five games, I, I really believe uh, that he's coaching for his, his job right now. I don't think they're going to fire him. But I'm telling you what happens in these next two games is going to follow him through the off season and how they handle these two games is going to go a long way in determining how training camp goes, how he looks at his staff and most importantly, guys, how he looks at himself. Going back to what the Brian was talking about with this letter, the email, whatever CDC sent out to these fans. Like I, once again, I just don't understand what the point is and what it, you know, I don't know if CDC, thinks that Texas fans are a bunch of morons who do nothing but read Horns Illustrated. I happen to think y'all are smarter than, <laughs> than that, but 
I mean, it's a lot of this is news, like, the Newsmax of Texas media. No, I, I, I can't. I can't go on with that. Like this, a lot of this is just like common sense. Yeah, you you take the 2018 2019 class, people are going to be gone. I mean, there's been a coaching change. There was an entire semester full of you know strife with the with the eyes of Texas stuff last year. The 2018 class, if Texas is recruiting the people that Texas are supposed to recruit, those people are supposed to be in the NFL right now. That's why Caden Stearns isn't in the is not on this team anymore. I mean, you're, you're supposed to, these people are supposed to, you know, grow up and, you know, graduate or not graduate, but you know, move on to the next stage of football. They're going to move to a different team if they don't have playing time here. I mean, those numbers aren't surprising. I'd like to see the math on, you know, what that's like at Oklahoma, what that's like at these other schools across the country, as far as, you know, what their, what their classes are looking like. So once again, I just don't see why these, why this was necessary. And maybe, you know, CDC is just getting a lot of heat and a lot of there's a lot of, there's a lot of pissed off people. And this is something that's supposed to temper expectations. But once again, I don't think Texas fans are as dumb as apparently CDC does, because that just wasn't necessary. People are smart enough to figure out that classes when there's as much turmoil and as much stuff that's been going on at that campus as there has these last three seasons. You're not going to have the those classes intact if everything was roses and Texas winning national championships the classes would not be intact. People would be moving on to different stages because that's just what happens. And I, I don't know why that email was sent, but maybe that's why I get paid what I get paid. I maybe need to start BSing my way through mm. emails apparently in, in the future to, you know, get, get ahead in life. I just, I just, this whole week, I haven't understand. It was not as awesome of a week as some people would pretend, pretend it was. I just, I don't get it. I'm, I'm dead inside. I don't, I, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I will I will say uh, to go back to Sed's point real quick. Um, you know, you guys know uh, uh, Danny is the Baker Mayfield homer, but I am the Lake Travis homer, being a Lake Travis taxpayer and all. But don't Lake. That said, that said, Texas probably wins the game Saturday if Hudson Card is not on that field. I mean, that's just sort of. What, what it looks like. If, if, if Casey Thompson plays the whole game against Kansas, they probably win probably comfortably, right? You can't give up easy turnovers, a pick six, a strip sack, can't be doing that. Um, and to said to your point, it makes me wonder if he is going all the way back to the beginning um, and thinking about, you know, what if we had started Casey against Arkansas? Would that have changed his Texas? I think, I think Arkansas would have won that night no matter what. Me too. Uh, but um it does make you wonder if Steve is just replaying the entire quarterback scenario through his mind uh, from literally maybe the first day of training camp, potentially. Yeah, how would maybe. And I think, I think that whatever else happens, uh, he's got to take a long, hard look at himself and how he approached this season and how he will approach uh, future seasons. No way the staff stays intact. Uh, someone's got to get fired and uh, CDC for all his well wishes, needs to stay out of the way and, and, and let his $6 million man earn his money and, 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 and let go of his hand in the grocery store. Because uh, what it kind of did is it kind of made CDC appear weak and needing, needing, a, needing a pat on the back, needing a, a man hug. And uh, so l Tyfe and CDC and uh, Jay Hartzell, Stay in your plush offices. Let the football coach be the football coach. You got rid of Tom Herman to bring this guy in here. Let's see if he's as good as a good a coach 
as you thought he was. Basically, what Danny was talking about, this is the state of college football today. It's about turnover. It's about attrition. You know, I was reading some other previews of other games. UCLA is playing USC. Uh, UCLA played 15 transfers. Played 15 transfers their last game against Colorado. Uh, Memphis, 5-5 team, pretty good 5-5 team. They, They played 27 freshmen this year you know 12 of them true freshmen you have turnover with with uh the transfer portal and immediate eligibility players are going to leave everywhere this is not a problem peculiar to texas it's just the state of the game today and the coaches know it they hate it but the coaches really hate it if you're a power five and a traditional power that's fallen on hard times such as Texas. Well, all I know is to quote Julian Edelman, we need to move on. So let's talk about, uh, let's get our predictions in uh, for this game. Uh, it's either Julian Edelman, Cole Beasley, or Socrates, one, one of the three. Uh, Danny, let's start with you. Texas, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. John Denver is going to sing that song no matter what. What's going to happen this Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time? Yeah, I'm done picking Texas this season. I've done that enough and gotten enough of those picks incorrect. So I'm just going to throw my hands up, picking West Virginia. And if I'm wrong, you, y'all you can blame away. And that's that's fine with me. I'm picking West Virginia. I'll pick, be picking Kansas State next week. And we'll get back to picking the Horns next season, I suppose. Seth, who you got? Can't Seth, pick who- I can't pick them. I can't. I have any faith in them. I'm with Daniel. Um, they can't beat Kansas and Austin. Why? Why in the hell would I pick them at West Virginia? It makes zero sense. I'm pick. I'm picking West Virginia by double digits. Kirk, and they're not very good, by the way. They're not, but they, they did are. beat Iowa State at home. They beat mm-hmm. Iowa State at home, and they still aren't very good. They still aren't very good, but they'll beat Texas because Texas. Uh, bad teams find a way to lose, and the Horns have mastered that. Yes. Well, they're both they're both four and six teams. The difference is, I think West Virginia wants to go to a bowl. I don't know if Texas players do or not. They really don't. They haven't seen a sense of urgency in you know the last four weeks. Uh, the last five games, uh, opposing running back has gone over 100 yards all five games, and Letty Brown will be number six. Plus, you know, I guess the no, last six no, games actually. No, it's six now. I, that, I mean, why should we expect anything different? So I, I'm right there, too. I think, I think West Virginia wins easily. The hater rate is strong with this group. There's no doubt. There's real. no doubt. For real. It's the real rate. All right, let's, the let's, let, let, let's hear your pick, then. <laughs> well, I'm picking West Virginia. There's no doubt about that. That's a slam dunk pick for me, right? Um, you know, I, I think it's – I, th- I think it's the thing about it. I mean, because all, all three of you guys hit on the main, the, the most important point is that, uh, and whether, it, whether this was said directly or not in this podcast or not, but it's just, we can, all four of us can feel everyone is just fed up, fed up with the losing, the excuses, the excuse making, the off field stuff, the wacky drama. You, you know, at some point you, you throw up your hands and just, you know, I mean, you want obviously. It over. You yeah, want it over. 
it just you just want it over, and that's that's exact. That sort of kind of feels like uh, where this is headed. Texas still has their regular regular season finale uh, next Friday after Thanksgiving. They did us a solid and did that at 11 a.m. Uh, against Kansas State. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm with you guys. It's just it just you really wonder if this team wants to be done or if they if they do want to fight and, and go to a bowl and extend this season. So what we're saying is since we all four picked West Virginia, Texas is going to win by 30, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Texas is going to smoke. That makes a lot of sense. It Texas makes a lot is going to smoke the Mountaineers. It's, it's just like game day. When they have all the logos on there, It's it goes the opposite way. Well, at least it'll give us something to talk about next week. I ain't betting on them winning by 30. I know that. I ain't betting wow. on them winning. Exactly. Well, I'm bet I'm betting on the three of us destroying that Gannett expense account this week. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Daniel looks excited. He's ready for a stake. Jethro's. Mike Ditkas, here we come. No Jethro's. No Jethro's in Pittsburgh or Morgantown. <laughs> Absolutely. But we do appreciate everybody watching these podcasts, reading along, uh, sending us emails, sending us uh, tweets, DMs, all of it. Haterade or not, we do appreciate you reaching out and letting us know uh, how you're feeling and uh, and following along. Uh, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this one here. For Kirk, Danny, and Cedric, I am Brian Davis. This is Longer Confidential. Remember, hook'em.com and statesman.com for everything related to Texas. We'll see you all next time.